This is a crowd podcast. Welcome to Go Love Yourself, brought to you by Simply Be, fashion fit for everybody. Sorry, this is an ice cream man. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't Run. Oh, Laura, I'm seeing you're on holiday again. Yeah, again. Are you jealous? <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. Are you having a fabulous time? Yeah, I'm feeling good. I'm really, um, really enjoying this holiday. I am missing something, though, and this might sound really weird. Is it me? <laughs> Is it me? Um, <laughs> oh, God. God, wait, it's not going to be me. And now it's going to be awkward. This is really awkward. <laughs> uh, no, it's actually, uh, it's cheese. I don't, I don't know, like, cheese. I just really miss cheese. <laughs> you know when you're on holiday and it's like... Do they not have cheese in Europe? It's not the same. <laughs> no, before I left, right, I had a life-changing meal at this beautiful steak place and I had camembert mash. But, what? To, uh, yeah, yeah. Mm. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Changed my life. What do you mean? Changed my life. Um, camembert mash, as in potatoes and camembert had a baby and, and <laughs> just had a, had baby. a lovely time. They did. Had a baby. It was fantastic. <laughs> Best thing I've ever had oh in my, my mouth. God. Sorry, Matt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I understand. And you know what? Every single person will also understand. It was so good. Camembert mash. It was so good. Sorry to the lactose free out there. I also like, oh bought God. some really amazing cheese at, um, I was at a food festival a couple of weekends ago. <laughs> You're having a real moment about cheese, yeah, right? Yeah, and then it was there was a stall there, and like I was just this little mouse, just like animal samples, and I just like I was just like I buy the whole stand. <laughs> so yeah, it's in the fridge, and I miss it. Other than that, I'm fabulous. Oh my gosh, should we go for a cheese night soon? That's one of my favorite things to do. Is literally go to a restaurant and order all the cheese options from the starters and the desserts. That sounds fun. But you and me don't like red wine, so how about? <laughs> A cheese and diet coke night, you right? You literally read my Dr. mind. Pepper. I was just thinking, like, we're yeah, not no. grown up enough to drink wine with it, though. What would we do? Nah, we can't drink wine with it, but we can drink diet coke and Dr Pepper, and that would be <laughs> sounds fabulous. <laughs> anyway, my goodness. Moving on from cheese, <laughs> which is just the worst thing to say. Have you seen the Instagram post from uh, the organisation Helping Families Thrive that was uh, kind of on Instagram a couple of weeks ago? Yes, I have. Uh, for anyone who hasn't seen it, it's about body image in young girls. Uh, and apparently girls start developing a desire to be thinner from age six. Age six. From age six. Which is so depressing. So my, my be- one of my best friend's daughters, she's six. She's a baby. Do you know what mm. I mean? To even think that those thoughts would come into her head at that age is... It's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking, isn't it? And what's really, really sad is obviously that this research that uh, Helping Families Thrive have come across it says specifically girls' dissatisfaction with their body is predicated by how they perceive their mothers perceiving their own body. So basically how their mothers are talking about body image or diets or diet culture or that kind of thing. Um, which I think as awful as that is, I think a lot of us can agree with that statement. I think a lot of people, and we've learned from doing this podcast, a lot of people's relationship with food and diet and body image was affected by the way that their family members either spoke to them or spoke about themselves or spoke about diets. It's unfortunately, it's a result of... uh... I think kids absorbing things around them, whether it's from school, people kind of throwing it like, you know, like terms around like you're fat or skinny or whatever. Um, but like, you know, like we've sort of always spoken about, like kids absorb what they hear as well. So if they hear mum going, oh, I'm fat and I'm ugly, then they just kind of, they believe that. 
Um, it is really sad and it is shocking but then it's also it's not is it it's not surprising that's the thing that's what's so awful because we live in such a looks obsessed world Um, I I really Mm. don't envy people with young kids especially girls to be honest with you I think it must be so hard to navigate I have mentioned this before but I will just mention it again there's a fantastic book called Body Happy Kids uh, and it's by a lady called Molly Forbes Uh, it's a fantastic read Uh, as I said I haven't got kids but I think if you are sort of conscious of perhaps like you know your kids and then being conscious of their bodies and what you're saying around them then I would definitely recommend giving that a read 100% and I think it's such an interesting topic you know raising children in this anti-diet culture world that we want to live in that we could really do an episode on it Laura what do you think I think that sounds fabulous Lauren the best thing about this holiday as well is that I've actually been a bit more prepared than I was for the last one uh, because I've managed to stock up on some beautiful swimwear and some cover-ups and beach accessories, all from the fabulous Simply Be, of course. I love our sponsor Simply Be for that, right? You need to talk me through plus-size swimwear because I've been seeing lots of people online recently shopping for their holidays Tell me what you've got. What do I need? They've got so much. Like, they're genuinely something for everyone. Um, they've got some beautiful bikinis. Again, they're, they're so good with the fit, Simply Be. That's what they're all about, the fit. Um, so they're really supportive um, without being, like, constrictive. And they're fun as well. They're not just your kind of, like, you know, plain black suit. Although I do actually love a plain black suit as well. Yeah, do you know what I like? There's two I've got my eye on. So one is a bikini. I haven't worn a bikini in a very long time. And it is a high-waisted bikini. But the top, it's got, like, sort of cap sleeves and it's pink and floral and it's beautiful and there's um, sort of a little ruching around the breasticle area (laughs) and the other one I really like is this uh, polka dot one piece it's got a really deep v-neck and it's got it's got like ruffly sleeves it's beautiful I actually have that one and I've been wearing it all holiday and I absolutely love it so great minds think alike so we definitely need to get you uh, that swimsuit and also they've got some lovely Horteneck bikinis you know what else you're going to need some lovely summer dresses uh, because god forbid that skin of yours sees actual sunlight (laughs) I knew you were going to say that yeah okay so I'll put a lovely summer dress on top of my Factor 50 already yeah and they've got some really lovely summer dresses as well lots of floral print and there's like caftans for around the pool and at the beach yeah I need that they have literally got everything uh, and we've even got a 20% off discount code for you so if you fancy buying something from the Simply Be website you can use our code POD20 to get 20% off that's P-O-D and the numbers 2 and 0 so Lauren I don't think you mentioned this on the podcast but you definitely promised me that you were going to go on some <laughs> dates how has it all been going have you seen a willy yet <laughs> so I did kind of re-download all the apps and I started talking and matching with people and like making a conscious effort I even downloaded Facebook dating oh that's a thing that's a thing now literally hilarious and I think it's meant to be safer because obviously it's connected to their actual Facebook profile okay that's a good idea I mean okay cool oh mate I'll have to show you some of the some of the people (laughs) But I, I really did give it, you know, the good old college try. Um, my problem is <laughs> I've got a real issue when guys start off the, the chat with, hi, how are you? I knew <gasps> you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. It's so lazy, isn't if it? If I have to tell one more guy how my week is, I'm going to mm. scream. It's fine. I'm fine. Thanks. It's boring, isn't it? Like, it's so boring. The say. only guy that I've chatted to, like, for, I think maybe about a week now, um, is a guy that opened up with some funnies and went straight in so on my profile I've got about being like um 
doing like carpool karaoke and, and then I need someone to take all the boy bits, right? Because I nice. thought that was funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, and like a, a, like a hook for them to chat about. Yeah. Um, and this guy went for it and it was like, do I get extra points if I tell you I know all of the five song? Everybody get up singing. One, two, three, four. I'm going to make you get down, down now. Bring it, bring it on, bring it on, bring it on. It's not an episode of Go Love Yourself where we don't sing. I think it's... <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, so I've been chatting to him a little bit. Um, I have been incredible. It's one, one of those weeks where I never do anything and then I've done everything this week. So I haven't had a chance to go on a date with him. But he has asked me out and hopefully we'll go out. But I'm just not, not vibing. Uh, so I have been talking to boys. Mm. Uh, Sounds uh, like uh, a lot like, um, what's that smell? Oh, it's bullshit. Yeah, no, it's, um, that's just excuses. It's not my fault. It is the men. It's mm, not my okay. Apart from the actual Greek god who slid into my hinge DMs. Oh, yeah. I haven't shown you him, have I? No. Oh, my Christ. Blonde hair, blue eyes, big old muscles. Yes, please. And short of me literally saying to him, hi, sir, can I sit on your face? I didn't really know what the opener was. So, <laughs> so I almost went with that opener, but I didn't. But um, anyway, so it's not my fault. I'm, I'm carrying on chatting. Yeah. But I've got to say, Lauren, my heart's just not in it because I have such a fabulous single life. And so this is kind of what we're going to talk about in this episode today. We're going to talk about dating, dating as a plus size woman, but also being single and actually, what I'm finding is the older I'm getting, the more I really like being single. Really? It's freaking awesome. There are definitely perks to being single. Like, I I must admit, like, I like I love Matt to death. Like, he is the love of my life. Oh, Matt is, Matt is king of all men, right? But... You love him, don't you? I love, I love, you love Matt. him. I it's love so Matt. It's so nice. Um, no, he is amazing. Um, but some days, I do want to bury him under the patio. Um, <laughs> no, not so much that. It's just that, like, it's nice to have your own time. And, like, I do miss... I don't know, even like when we were dating and like we'd be apart for a couple of days, like a week and stuff. And then when you saw them, you had the chance to like make an effort and you actually miss them. But when you live when you live with someone, the magic does go a little bit, doesn't it? I mean, like yeah. they see... Oh, but it does naturally. Yeah, it, doing all sorts. Yeah. <laughs> I've just got that, you know, the... Um, you saying that just gives me like images of... Uh, have you seen This Is 40 with Paul Rudd? And he's no. literally lying on his back with his legs in the air with a mirror looking at hemorrhoids and asking his missus to look at them for him. And I'm like... <laughs> wow, okay. And I'm on it. <laughs> yeah, we're not quite there yet. Don't worry. <laughs> no, we don't. No, 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 no. So, um, yes, we're going to talk about dating and stuff. But I asked on Instagram and on our Facebook group just what people's vibes were on being single and what they thought about it. The good, the bad, the ugly and the terrible. And I want to know all about it. So we're going to get into it. But Laura, tell me about your single life. What do you remember from it, from those prehistoric days? I was going to say, <laughs> I was like a literal fetus. Um, I didn't really have like, I don't know. I didn't really date when I was younger at all. Um, I'm going to bring out a violin here and say that uh, when I was younger, I like I didn't meet people like face to face. I remember like my brother's friends even taking the piss out of me. It was like, oh, I'm no, not going anywhere near her. She's a fat one. <laughs> oh my God, um, really? Lads, lads, lads. Um, but yeah, so I didn't really like date that much. And even like for uni, I didn't. And then I met my first... I'd say, like, person I dated, really, like, online. Thank you, plenty of fish. Plenty um, of fish, oh my Christ. Yeah, and it was like, um, at that time, online dating was, like, quite a taboo. I feel like now mm. it's so much more socially acceptable. Yeah. Uh, but when I was kind of, like, 21, 2021, 20, and starting to do it, it was, like, really, like, it was, like, for weirdos. That's what people thought. 
anyway um but yeah i'm like sort of dated a, a little bit on there but i think i spoke about this before but i always had this thing where like i always felt like i wasn't good enough and i didn't because i hadn't really dated i never i just thought i was undesirable um so i don't think i had the best dating kind of experience in life i didn't really kind of fully give myself to it and i definitely definitely pitched well below my i was about to say below my weight but i don't mean it like that (laughs) you know what i mean mean. yeah Um, lower standards because that we that's what we think we deserve i did that because i was fat and i thought no one will want to be with me because i'm fat so therefore like i'll have to just kind of go for like people that are not in my league like intellectually i mean like i'm not talking about appearance so much um so yeah it was all right really um it was fine um but your experience of that whole um you know not feeling good enough and and lowering standards seemed to be really collective and in most of the responses that I got from plus size women um they all state said and we'll get into it love being single but when I date this is what happens and I've got to say um me now dating I will see these guys on like tinder or whatever's going on and I'll see these I I don't know if I've said it before on the podcast but I'm sure I said it to you these guys who are just so like my type in terms of I want to touch you and do things to you, but I swipe left because I'm like, oh, they'll never go for me. So I don't oh, even give it. it. Do you know what I mean? And how ridiculous that? Oh, and I was like, they'll, you know, they'll never go for me. I, and so I don't even give mm. it an option. But I have to say an element of that is true is that some guys don't find girls and people in bigger bodies attractive. So it's not unreasonable of us to have these thoughts in our heads. But I don't like what those thoughts do to us and my confidence. My confidence is shattered mm. right now. Like, oh, I can objectively Lauren. say to you, I know I'm attractive and I'm intelligent and I'm funny and I'm hilarious and all these things. But I don't think any of the... I don't think I'm... What am I trying to say? I don't think I'm like a good option at the minute. I don't think I'm a good... Oh, okay, no, I know, how sad is that? the best option. Matt says to me all the time, how is Lauren single? <laughs> doesn't he like i even tell you that yeah yeah, it's so true before i tell you what a fucking idiot you are which you are by (laughs) the way (laughs) so i think yeah like it definitely is true that some Mm. some people don't you know like are not attracted to to kind of bigger people me personally i'm attracted to the person like it's all it sounds really cheesy but it's about the soul and the 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 person but one of the things i do find uh interesting is i do i feel like men don't think they're like allowed to be attracted to bigger people and this is this goes back to like we talk about a little bit about fetishization oh the fetish stuff yeah man sometimes it's almost like a taboo to like bigger women i bet there's a lot of men that do watch like bigger women in porn or do find bigger women attractive but for fear of their mates being like oh why is he with that fat bird Mm. or saying something that is why they don't then like go for us or feel like it's acceptable to be dating someone that is kind of bigger than a size sort of eight. But then again, I don't want to be with a guy like that. So even no, if you do, do exactly. you know what I mean? Even if you do fancy bigger women, but you're ashamed of it, it just it blows my mind. But yeah, I wouldn't want to be with them at all. But you know, you talk about feti- fetishization and still, it's so hard to say. It's so hard to say. We did this in episode three with Stephanie Yabo and I still can't say it. Um, I have been fetishized 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 thank you well done um, by someone before and in the moment you're like yeah this is amazing and then afterwards you're like well I feel dirty now because it's just kind of like that whole like it doesn't feel nice I think they think it's amazing but actually it's like no 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 you're doing this just because I'm bigger not because I'm pretty and I'm smart and I'm hilarious no one of the things I was always really conscious of when I was dating was that I didn't want somebody I was tempted to go on like kind of this like BBW, which stands for Big Beautiful Woman. Uh, there's like dating sites, p- particularly for. 
bigger women and bigger men. And I didn't really want to do that because I didn't want to be fetishized and I didn't want to be someone's type. I wanted someone to love me just for me. I, know, I just wanted someone to look at me and go like, oh, she's she's bigger. Like, oh, yeah. but she's, she looks really funny and like her interests are great and stuff like that. Um, and not because they had like a certain type. I, there are a few guys on their profiles that have love curvy girls. And do you know what I'm doing? I'm literally swiping left on them because I feel like, which is so bizarre because it's like, I know that my body type will not appeal to everybody. I, I, you know, but also the guys that pinpoint it to me, I think I'm wrong. I'm not saying I'm right in this, but I feel like that's about, to, I'm about to be fetishized because... Fetishized. Fetishized because they're going, I love curvy girls. And then I've had a few like messages and be like, oh, you know, I love your curves. Just stop. <laughs> am, I, am I wrong for that? I think I might be. I mean, I don't want to say you're wrong, but like me, when you were saying it, I was thinking, oh no, I, I think... I think that just means like I think that's okay. Like I think if they were like the one the one thing that I didn't like and was red flag for me is when they said I like BBWs because that yeah like yeah, that is, that, I feel is, like you've gone yeah. curvy and then there's BBW and all of that it's kind of scale or whatever I don't know but I think that's all right for them to say that and you should be swiping right not that I know what left or right means by the way <laughs> I don't, I've never been on Tinder obviously and I'm happily married but um. Yeah, so no, I think give those give them a chance, and if they start getting a bit fetishizy with a H, then then delete, block, remove, delete, run. block, remove. Okay, fine. All right, I will try that because I feel like I am being silly, but I'm just so I don't know what I'm worried about. I think for me, it's obviously I like to use excuse after excuse. I'm the worst single person ever, and what we need to be, what I need to be doing, is helping you live your single life vicariously through me. You do. You're being really selfish. I am so selfish. I'm not talking to any boys, but I am. But they're all really boring. It's time for a quick ad break to tell you about Skin and Me. So if, like me, you're feeling a bit lost in the world of skincare, Skin and Me is fantastic because they offer the most amazing personalised skincare. And all you have to do is take an online consultation and share some selfies and then they just sort out the rest. So, Laura, I know you've been using it. Uh, how's it going? I cannot tell you how much I love it um, because I am lazy when it comes to skincare. Like, I just want to get my makeup off and I just want to go to sleep and not have to really think about it. So the beautiful thing about Skin and Me is, like I said, it's... It's all personalised uh, to you. It's created by dermatologists and it's just one thing. You haven't got to like do like a 10 step skincare routine. It's just one thing. You just plop it on and then uh, add some moisturiser. Plop it on is the official plop term. Plop on yes. the official term. Add some moisturiser <laughs> if you want to. Um, and yeah, it's just absolutely brilliant. I love it. So if you'd like to try Skin and Me, we've got a great deal for you. You can get your first month for just a £3.50 pharmacy fee with code LOVE. That's L-O-V-E. To get your first month for £3.50 when it usually costs £24.99. I'm, I'm going to be honest now and ask you a bit of a tough question. This might be oh a bit God. mean of me, but what is it that you are so scared of? Um, is it how you look or yeah. is it something else at play like your past no, relationships it's, it's probably too, I think it's every, I think do you know what and every single person will be in exactly the same boat I'm no different yes it is the way I look I'm currently the biggest I've ever been at the minute and I feel it which is fine because you know I'm, I'm, I'm still happy to go out you know I still wear my beautiful dresses and I go out and um, you know I'm on this huge gross journey to you know lo- appreciate and love myself more but um I don't feel my most sexy self sometimes. So there is that. And I feel like, God, you know, would anyone find me attractive? And then obviously it is the whole like previous relationships. I really don't fancy going through that again. That was terrible. And like, like I said to you at the beginning, my the life I've created for myself is so bloody fabulous that if this is the alternative 
to be in a relationship and get my heart broken again. I will happily live this and never go through that again because I really don't want to go through that again. So I think everyone's probably in the same boat. I think that's understandable, really. Like, none of us want to get a heart broken. And oh, also, I think dating can be fun, but it's also, I don't know, it feels, does feel different now with like, it's very much of like a job interview of like, have you got your own house? <laughs> yeah. What, you know, what job do you do? Like, mm-hmm. you know, what should, how situation, like, like, it's all very kind of like formal. And I think with online that you don't always get that just initial, like you just spark and you meet and you hit it off and that kind of thing can be tough. But yeah, I do, I do get it. And like being, you know, feeling desirable and feeling sexy. I think even I struggle with that now being Mm. married. Like I know I've said this before, but I just, there are some days where I'm like, why does like, why does Matt want to be with me? Why does he want, why would he want to even like be affectionate and kiss me and all of that? Because I'm gross. I'm horrible. Then I get over myself and I realise I'm fucking fabulous. Um, but yeah, it's hard. I, I just wonder with you, like it, you're so confident in so many aspects and areas of your life as you should be because you're absolutely brilliant. Um, and I feel like you wouldn't put up with some of the things you put up with in relationships and your friendships. So why do you, why is, is it that when it comes to relationships with you and I have to say with so many other women, plus size or not, that we do just settle and we change who we are and we change our standards. Like, why do we doubt ourselves and do that? No clue. And you get the blinkers on, don't you? And I will say like with hindsight of being single in your 30s, being single in your 30s is very different to being single in your 20s. Um, and we'll talk about that. But don't know like even so I was kind of messaging guys maybe just before the pandemic and stuff and the things that they were messaging me I would die at now like I wouldn't even contemplate messaging them back but I was putting up with it then because I was like oh you know I need to be texting boys and I need to be like sleeping with guys and I'm single and I'm living in London I've got to be doing all this and I wouldn't put up with it now I think the only way to get over that is is experiencing and looking at what you deserve and stuff so in terms of what you said before about, you know, why would you put up with stuff in relationships? Um, one of the really good things about being single as well is that you have the time to have perspective on what you would put up with next. So my last relationships, ain't no way in hell I'm doing stuff like that again. No, no. If you treat me like that, you're gone in the first minute, genuinely. But then that's also the scareness because like you hear all these horrible, you know, stories about men and I hate to say I think I'm a bit of an anti-man person at the minute and you know people in horrible relationships marriages breaking down all around us and stuff and I'm just like why bother sounds terrible I'll just hang out with my girls I don't think there's anything wrong with that though like I do I think that things happen for a reason and actually like if you are genuinely happy being single right now then wait until you are ready although like I said just don't be selfish because I do also want to live my single life I care through <laughs> you um but no I think like you know there are good things about being single though and like you said you had so many messages didn't you people writing in telling oh you. right I mean let's get into it right so overwhelmingly what people are saying is actually the longer they're single the more they love it um and I couldn't agree more so when I was first single obviously heartbroken beyond belief and all that kind of stuff it was awful um, but now I've been single for years now and yeah, for sure. I, I'm probably at the point where I would like a relationship because, um, you know, I'd like to share my life. I'd also like to share my bills because paying a mortgage and paying a bill solo is a pain in the ass. Yeah, no, it's So true. I'd like to share my bills. Yeah. Um, but I 
love it. And overwhelmingly, these women are loving it. So I've got a couple of examples that I wanted to share and then we can kind of talk about them. So one lady, Chloe, said that she came out of a relationship and for the first time she was thinking about herself. She booked an American trip with a load of strangers, went on her own, met her sole best friend and had the best travel experiences. And she wouldn't have done that if she wasn't single. And how many people do we know that have gone on solo trips or done you know, all these amazing things because they have the time and the energy to focus on themselves. So there was somebody else, Veronica, love this one, Veronica. Thank you. This is my favourite. For ages in her 20s, she said that she felt ashamed about not being able to find someone. And again, I think that's the difference of being single in your 20s to being in your 30s. Because now she's in her 30s. She's loving life being free, financially independent, living in her own flat. She's got herself a super king size bed (laughs) and she sleeps on a starfish and she's just living her best life. Like, that is what's so my single life is full of fabulousness so you have to compete with the time that I spend with you and the other girls or my mum and my sister you have to compete with me going to choir every winter you have to be better than that to come into my life because my life is so good yeah that's such a good way to look at it and like I was saying this to my mum like for ages as well you know like she was saying oh, I want to meet someone so I can go and do things like go to the theatre and do all that and I was like no 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 like do those things and build hobbies and she's like yeah she's joined a choir um, she's working at a local theatre as well and she's so happy and like fulfilled if she's happy single I'm happy for her I would like her to meet somebody but like this is the thing like I've just said that and then I'm kind yeah, of catching you know, myself I'm, I'm, out yeah I'm literally about to go but why because you sound like an older lady who usually says to people, you know, people like me, oh, like, have you found yourself a man yet? And then you can list off all the things you've done. Well, actually, no, but I did buy a house by myself. I pay my mortgage by myself every month. I've got an amazing podcast that's listened to by thousands of people every week. <laughs> I've created an online community of 2,000 people. I've got really good relationships with friends and family. And they'll be like, oh, well, never mind. You'll find one soon. <laughs> Bitch, I'm all the other stuff. <laughs> yeah, we talk about a lot about how in this society like the worst thing you can be is fat uh i think closely followed by, by single. single mate single fat in my 30s childless i'm like the worst i'm i'm a spinny spinster people do see it as a negative and actually i think the only thing that i will say is like you know what i was just saying about my mum is that like i know that sometimes she she does get lonely and like growing old i would like her to have a companion um but like it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if she was on her own as long as she's happy but yeah it's just it's interesting isn't it how I was just like oh well I would like her to meet someone yeah do you know and this is it and I think my dad sometimes says to my sister um you know I'm fine and I'm fabulous but he's like oh I would like her to meet someone well well, why because other Mm. than honestly halving my mortgage I'm I'm good and it's yeah and I think it's this um this old notion of specifically women being single, being unhappy, and you must be unhappy if you're single. Let me tell you right now, I know way more unhappy people in relationships than I do unhappy people who are single. Yeah, I, I think I think I can definitely say that as well. And I think there is a joy in, I want to say being selfish, but it's not even being selfish, it's just living your own life, being independent. It's, yeah, I mean, it's bloody lovely being single in that, in that respect. But I did find when I was single, I was lonely. And I think... I also did feel the pressure a lot. I remember when me and Matt split up for a bit. Oh, we'd been together for about a year and then we split up. And my dad was like, oh. And he was really, it was like disappointment. And I remember feeling when we split up really like embarrassed. And that, what a silly thing to what? feel that you embarrass that relationship yeah. broke up. Um, but yeah, I know for me, for me personally, I am happier. Yeah. I don't say in a relationship, but like I'm happy like with Matt. 
yeah, uh, yeah. as much as he drives me mad. And for <laughs> me, it is lovely having, like, he's my best friend. And so it's lovely, like, going and doing things with him and having that companionship. I, I personally, like, it's, it's hard. I don't want to sound like, oh, I'm fucking brilliant. My life's amazing. It's not. We fight all the time and we row and we bicker and all of that, you know, stuff. But I do feel like my life is better for having him in it. But, like, that's the thing. I wouldn't settle for someone that was a prick just to not be on my own. Which I think is what um, some people do do. We can all probably pinpoint somebody in some point of time who has stayed in a relationship because it was easier. If you're, you know, if you're in a relationship at the minute that you're desperately unhappy in, don't think that you're going to be unhappy a single. You, you You just won't because you get the time to be yourself, to do anything you want to do. Like, I may not have dinner in a minute. I might just have some Weetos. I'm going to live my best life. If I want to go to bed at 9pm, I can. If I want to go to bed at 2am, I can. If I want to go to the theatre tomorrow night, I can. I don't have anyone else to revolve my life around. My life revolves around me. My money is mine. Um, My time is mine, and that's amazing. But as much as I big it up, and there are so many positives to being single, and that's what I want people to take away. It is really very awesome. Um, I think, obviously, the big one will be the L word, which I don't like. I hate saying it because it's very, very triggering. Um, And you feel it when you say it. And that's the worst bit about it. But that's a big, that's a big bad. It's it's the worst one. What, Um, love? Lonely, you bitch. Sorry. I don't you make me <laughs> say it. I've told you. Why is love bad? Yeah, loneliness sucks. And also, well, you said about oh, love, but like I feel like it is so such a vulnerable thing to open yourself up to someone new. Like I, I cannot imagine doing it again. Really? Yeah, tell, genuinely, and I mean this very genuinely, and I know everyone will be like, oh Lauren, but you're so you're so amazing, you're so beautiful, and you're so great. No, I know. But like I cannot imagine being in a relationship like previous ones before ever being that like vulnerable with anyone that just scares the shite out of me does it does is it scary yeah it is but when you might meet someone and then you fall in love and then yeah it's lovely i think it's the the thought of ever being reliant on somebody else for my happiness ever again uh, scares the shit out of me yeah that's understandable yeah do you get put off by like things like the tinder swindler and there was another one um on netflix oh, yeah. <laughs> that was like about this like man who became a psycho and like my mum watches those and she's like right well that's it that's confirmed it like i'm never ever dating again i'm like oh no they're not all like that but there do seem <laughs> to be like a lot of weirdos about and people that are just out for your money like that yeah. that scares me it doesn't scare me. It just, it just like, it just confirms the fact that men are trash and I'm really sorry. And I obviously don't mean it because there, there are some amazing men, but there are also some really not amazing men. And there are some not amazing men that say horrible things to women who look like me. Do you know what I mean? So it's difficult mm. to be, yeah. So the, 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 yeah, the Tinder swindler ain't putting me off. It's also not encouraging me to go on Tinder anymore. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all real fun. But, um, what I will say as well is um, I've got so many lovely positive things about being single, um, but I'm so lucky that in pretty much all of my friendship groups, I have got a single person in there. I'm yeah, not the only nice. single person in my group. So again, one of the other thing that a lot of women said was, oh, it's, you know, it's rubbish to kind of be the only single friend. And when you go out, you feel like the fifth wheel and stuff like that. Mm. Um, I never do because I have. So Stacey, who I think everyone now basically knows, is my single girl in one of my groups. And I've got um, another group, Emma and Emily. They're my single girls. And another in my uni group, I've got a few single girls there as well. So it's just, there's always, I'm never by myself. And you can talk about 
that as well. But if you're in a friendship group with no other single girls, that can be hard. That's um, hard. I, I find it really hard, uh, slightly off topic, but I do find it hard um, when you go out and it's all like, that everyone's a mum and all they're talking about is like oh yeah they had this like ama- this awful diaper rash it's like I like without being rude like I really find that really boring <laughs> no. like yeah, I don't is, I mean it is boring speed. it is boring isn't it but you, I just feel like it's harder to relate to them and that, that's the thing and they, we've spoken again but before about having another fat friend like I never had a fat friend like until you know like a few years ago uh, I was always the fattest friend and you do feel isolated so I definitely think yeah have another single friends have another non-mum friends or like just people like you really to vibe off and that kind of have good energy and if you haven't got that making friends as an adult is difficult but it's not impossible um so I, I would thoroughly recommend anyone to make friends in in adulthood and find your people so if you're the only single person go out and find and do something and find another single person if you're the only fat person go and find a fat friend oh my god they're going to be the best person for you have you heard that uh, bumble which is like a dating app actually has like a friendship version so that might be one for anyone listening that's thinking like how do i make friendships when i'm an adult because it is so much harder when you are older to make friendships especially like, like good ones i've found oh my god it is it's impossible but there are ways and a lot of them so as I mentioned before I lived in London a few years ago um, and there's lots of groups in London for that because if you can imagine you get a lot of people coming from basically all over the world to live in London they don't know anybody so there's lots of websites set up specifically for like meetups for certain things Um, and that's actually how a lot of people found the choir that I'm part of and in that I found two friends for life and you know so many other friends and you know obviously the amazingness that is choir um it's hard but it can be done and if you would like some more fat friends can i recommend our facebook group (laughs) go love yourself community on facebook we've got nearly two thousand people it's so lovely isn't it like it makes me so happy and you said you had loads of messages in so tell me some more stories i get i got so many just lovely heartwarming messages so many people in the exact same boat as me of um feeling so not confident to date just confidence been ripped apart <laughs> i got to say in terms of dating in terms of my life confident as hell in terms of dating absolutely not so it's nice to know um that i'm not alone in that but in terms of the good stuff i got a really lovely message from someone called elizabeth and she said that she became single after marriage um but she said it looking back it was the best 10 years of her life because she got back to being herself she got a degree she got a teaching qualifications she raised her girls she fought for all the help and support that her eldest girl needed because she was autistic that just I, what an amazing achievement is what i'm trying to say like how amazing that she did that and she did that as a single mum yeah it's incredible and I had a really lovely uh, message from rebecca and she said that she was single for two and a half years and it was the best thing she could have done for herself she said, yes, it was hard eventually getting back into dating, uh, confidence and trust wise. I think that's literally me right now. Um, but she said the time that she spent single was so valuable. She learned so much about herself and she focused on building a life for herself by herself. Girl, high five. And she says she knows now that the time she spent single taught her that she wants a partner, not needs them. And I think that's a really healthy way to look at it. So healthy. Yeah. Let me tell you, the person I am now to when I first became single Although I've got no confidence, it's, it's such a juxtaposition. I've got no confidence when it comes to dating, but I know when I get into a relationship, I know what I will and won't put up with. Yes. I also know what I'm yeah, worth. I love that for you. All those little red flags 
Mm-hmm. I really won't put up with. And Laura, do this because I've told my family and my friends this. If those similar red flags come up again, could we just be like, ding, 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 Laura, and stop it? Because sometimes you just get like the glaze. Oh, we do. We do glaze over that. But I, I feel like, and that's a, the chest of true friendship though, is if like you were with someone that I was like, if I didn't like them, I probably wouldn't say anything. But if I thought they weren't good for you or I didn't like the way they treated you or made you feel, I 100% would say that. Whereas in the past... I never would have. I'd just been like, well, it's your business, your relationship. But like if someone like felt like Matt wasn't treating me right or was being a dick, like I'd want them to, to, to say it. Yeah, no, for sure. I love that. That's that's what really good friendship is. If you can call out, I mean, if you can call out your friend's husbands, that's like yeah. a real moment in time. There is one friend that I've got whose husband I absolutely fucking hate. And I'm just sat here thinking like, I just want to tell her that he's an absolute cock. I'm going to hey do friend, that. Hey, friend, your husband's a cock. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't do it, but yeah. <laughs> We've all got that one friend who's like, who's like husband everyone hates or partner everyone hates, but everyone's a bit like, mm, doesn't really want to say anything. Oh, it's anyway. awkward. It's awkward. Uh, but let them be the cautionary tale. But I just wanted to say this as well. Something that my mum taught me. So she was single for a, a long time. And she always got the, why are you not settling down, you know, after marriage and when are you going to find a man? And, you know, people of her age were very judgy. She was very judged for being a single woman. Um, And the older she got and the longer she was single for, and I see the pattern here, she was just, you know, more determined to stay. And, you know, the the guys that would, she would date, you know, one more flip flops, he was gone. And it just seemed like these really like silly things. But actually she always said, she was like, why on earth would I settle? If I've waited this long, why on earth would I settle? And I'm like that. I, you know, the only thing obviously that worries me about being single is obviously the the loneliness and the the children aspect, but that's just, it's not even. Um, But I would happily still be single at 38 rather than settle for the horrible relationship again. I'm not doing it. That is music to my ears. That's, yes. I think that's the best attitude to have. That's so healthy. Do more like me mother and like me. And also let's all be best single friends. And Laurie, you can come and join us because we'll all just go to musicals and <laughs> have a great time and get drunk. Sounds good. Sounds good. Um, so we had some other listeners uh, message in uh, to tell us about uh, how they've grown to love their single life. One listener said, I wish I'd enjoyed being single whilst I was in that stage of my life instead of worrying that I'll never find anyone who will love me. As much as I love my fiance, being single did have so many benefits. Yes. It's so true. Like, yeah, I look back on my single life and think, oh, I wish I'd, I'd say slept around a little bit more. But like, do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> lived it. Babes, I'm single and I'm not doing it. Like, I need to have, <laughs> I've never, because I was in a relationship literally from when I was 14 to like 28. I have never had a slut phase. I think I had a slut weekend back in 2016. It was oh, bank wow. holiday weekend, 2016. <laughs> I had a great time. Uh, but other than that, I've just, I need to have a slut phase. Someone help me. Hey, what we need to be doing is, hey, lovely listeners, if you have a brother or a friend, show them my picture. Show them the good ones, though. Hook Lauren up. (laughs) Lauren up. Someone else said, when I stopped putting pressure on myself to meet others' expectations of what life should be, I ended up opening my world to new adventures and possibilities. And that is when I met my fiancé. So she says, enjoy your single time. Don't be afraid to be on your own. Go out, have adventures, visit new places, take up new hobbies and most importantly learn about who you are perfection yeah i couldn't have said it better myself at 100 i think there is this assumption like when you are bigger and single that like no fat person could possibly choose to be single like it must be because mm. like you're in you're like inherently unlovable i think that's another thing that like we haven't really kind of touched upon yet is that when i was single I, and people say to me like 
oh, like, do you have a boyfriend or are you married? And I'd be like, no. And then I would feel this, like, almost embarrassment. And, and then I would feel the them thinking, yeah, like, of course, kind of thing. And that's horrible, isn't it? Because, yeah, it isn't always, like... A lot of the time, it has nothing to do with the way. Like, I might have just got out of a relationship or I might be not wanting to be in a relationship, might have been out, out, come out of an abusive relationship. But people just, people just assume if you're fat and single, you must be really sad and it's because I you're know. fat. And it's not true. It's really not true. And it, whatever size pants you wear, some people don't understand that it is a choice to be intentionally single um, for whatever reason. Exactly like you said, you might just come out of an abusive situation Um you don't know their situation and it's not because we're unlovable. <laughs> Thanks. I'm very lovable. No. And that's the, that's the thing. You know, like all of us, like you said, no matter what knicker trouser dress size you wear, we all deserve love and respect. At the end of the day, we are just human beings existing in our bodies, just wanting to be loved. And that's it really. That's it. Simple as. Oh, Laurie, you're so nice to me. Okay. You can do it. I believe, you know, I know it's tough, but you can do it. And, you know, when you're ready... I think go for it. I think this is the thing that's annoying. I think I'm ready, but it's just these, the big, like we said right at the beginning, it's the being confident in the way I look with men, the thought of being intimate with someone again, my Lord, don't even get me started. And then also not wanting to get hurt again. I'd really rather avoid that situation. That was honestly one of the worst things ever. But you can't put your life on, like you can't let that, I know it's so easy for me to say this, Mm. but like don't let that stop. If if you want to be with somebody and you think, actually I'm ready for a relationship, I've been single for a a while now, then don't, you know, try not to let that hold you back. And also like, I know I say this to everyone else, but like know your worth, like you are a catch, you're a beautiful person inside and out and don't, yeah, don't, you don't have to settle uh, and then, you know, let someone in the right person and it will be wonderful. I'm, I'm, I'm manifesting really wonderful things and being Thank bridesmaid you. at your wedding. <laughs> oh, the wedding would be very fabulous because after 10 years of going to 400,000 weddings of everybody else, I know exactly what I do want, what I don't want. So the wedding will be great. <laughs> I cannot wait. <laughs> Laura, so you know, in our Slimming Clubs episode, we spoke about wanting mental health support to be available for things like binge eating. Yeah. We actually had some messages in about something called CBTE, which is apparently CBT, but for eating disorders. Oh, wow. Not heard of that. No, me neither. And our lovely listener said that she did CBTE training for her job as a nurse in inpatient children and adolescent mental health service cams, if you know. And she knows it's starting to be used more and more, um, which is music to my ears. I think that's brilliant. Um, She said she doesn't know much about how accessible it is because it's fairly new for the UK. But she did suggest a really good self-help book that they normally recommend alongside the treatment. And it is called Overcoming Binge Eating by Chris Fairburn. I think that's so helpful. Thank you so much for that information. I think for both of us, um, I wouldn't say diagnosable binge eating, but definitely overeat it. That is really helpful. And for people who really, really need it, I really hope that becomes more accessible. It's brilliant. That is good. I'm going to buy that book as well, actually. Yeah, same. Um, so <laughs> I'll I'll give it a read, and then I'll let you guys know if it's uh, worth a read. In in my uh, expert opinion, jokes. Yeah, I think um, as well. Any any books like that, um, if if anyone wants to recommend any that they found helpful, 
would be really interesting because it's just such a minefield. Yeah, it, that would be amazing, actually. I, I would love that as well. Someone else actually DM'd us uh, too, saying, uh, I just want to say that I'm a mental health therapist that works with bigger people dealing with stigma and trauma, and I love, in capital letters, love your show and recommend it to every client. So no! thank you for everything. Oh That's wonderful, God! isn't it? That's amazing. That's the, oh no. Every, I swear to goodness, every on the plus side section that we do at the end of our episodes, I'm just going to cry because that's so lovely. Get it together, woman. Get it together, You're woman. You're a sap. Um, <laughs> I love that our podcast is being recommended to people who might really need it. That just makes me so happy. Thank it you is so lovely. much. It is. And thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Uh, if you want another podcast to listen to after this, then Devils in the Dark is a brand new audio boom podcast by Helen Anderson. Alongside her hilarious best friend, Danny Howard, they explore some of the wildest, most gruesome and totally shocking killers the world has ever seen. You'll hear from psychologists and criminal experts, whilst Helen and Danny tell you all the gory details. But somewhere in the dark, they'll find the laughs and the light too. Devils in the Dark is available now with new episodes out every Monday. So search Devils in the Dark and click follow so you never miss an episode. Oh, that sounds like a bit of me. Uh, We all love you so, so much. Thank you again for listening and we will see you next week. That was Go Love Yourself, brought to you by Simply Be. Crowd Network. A place where you belong.